We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, welcome to the True Faith Radio Show. Uh, joined today, bit of a skeleton staff. Me and Ben Wade on his on <laughs> on his deathbed. <laughs> Hello, Dusty. Yep. I uh, hope you're feeling well, Ben. Cheers, mate. It's bad cough, isn't it? I think you've been off work about a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So today we are going to kind of talk a little bit about Newcastle's new manager, which, to no, absolutely no one's surprise, is ex England FC Twenty Wolfsburg. Nottingham Forest and Derby manager Steve McLaren. Um, we'll kind of me and Ben will have a a chat through some of the pros and cons, and then we'll spend the broad part of the show talking about uh, which. Uh, sorry, go on, Ben. Just say it's fine. We're all friends here. <laughs> there's a stool. There. There's, a stu- there's, a, there's a stool. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to find somewhere to put this laptop here. Um, we're going to look at who McLaren should be getting rid of, who possibly he should be bringing in. We'll look at some of the names. Uh, that Newcastle have been linked with this week. Um, me and Ben had a bit of a discussion earlier, and the transfer window is open. So, Pete McDonald, if you're listening, I'm sorry I told you that it wasn't and slightly ridiculed you for suggesting Liverpool hadn't signed anybody yet. But yeah, the transfer window is. Does it slam open? Presumably, I don't know. Uh, slam Just open? No. Slam shut. Slam shut, yeah. Uh, F- flown open? Flown open. We'll have to say good luck as well tonight. Big game for Wales against Belgium. They've been absolutely smashing it. A uh, big weekend of qualifiers across the uh, home nations. Scotland, Ireland, or Ireland, Scotland is obviously a big one. Northern Ireland have got a massive game against Romania. And Wales tonight kick off a 7.45 against Belgium at home, uh, which, you know, victory would see them go a long way towards qualification. So good luck, Wales. But don't watch the first 15 minutes. Listen to us <laughs> <laughs> instead. Ben, Steve McLaren, your initial thoughts, please. Um, it's obviously been been coming, so wasn't really a surprise when it was announced. Um, but I, I think when we were talking about potential suitors uh, after Pardew left, um, he was one of the guys I thought wouldn't be a bad shout. Um, obviously, <laughs> since then, he's had an absolute nightmare with uh, Derby. Um, but I still think he's a, a class above, um, well, quite a few levels above uh, what Carver did. And I think he's uh, he'll probably outdo uh, Pardew. 
Um, so it's just one of those things, I think, where he, he needs back in, obviously. Um, all the, the talk from the, the club is that they're going to give him funds that we've, we've, we're in a financial financially stable position currently to uh, enable to him enable him to get get all his uh, his squad in place so um and, and I think the general sort of uh, consensus around him is that he's he's a really highly re- uh, respected coach um he's he's done well in in uh, the jobs at 20 um and obviously I mean he he's still uh, got a lot to prove after the England the England job but um I think this is a real opportunity for him. I think he'll he'll be desperate to do really well in this. So I, I think it's a, it's a good appointment. Yeah, that's pretty positive stuff. Uh, we did the True Faith Weekly podcast yesterday. Uh, me, Cy, um, uh, a lad called Richie Smith, and the editor of True Faith, McMartin. Um, and you know what you've kind of just said there was echoed by most of the panel. Um, it's it's nice to have a fresh start. If you look at all of Ashley's appointments, uh, you know you go back to Keegan, which is a bit of an anomaly. Uh, you then look at Kinnear, Hooten, Pardew, Carver, if that was indeed Ashley's appointment. <laughs> and none of them have had the quality of Steve McLaren. And we've been okay on the whole. Yeah. We've not got relegated after the first time. So it's a progressive step. Well, what's really impressed me is McLaren's passion for the area, passion for the role. He said top eight in a trophy is the aim. Now, that's a big aim because Newcastle are rubbish. Yeah. So, can he leap? Uh, it's, coming, it's coming off the back of a, quite a few very, very average seasons where like eighth just didn't look... Well, it, it's looked achievable at points, but in the general sort of the whole whole standing of the seasons, we're, we're a team that seems to just go through great runs and then just terrible. And I mean, the last two years, obviously, we've, I think we've, we've got about seven points or something, is it, in the second half of the season? <laughs> so, uh, it's absolutely appalling. So fair play to him for coming out. I mean, it's obviously he's he's, he's putting a lot of pressure on himself straight away, saying that top eight's what he's achieving for. Because obviously, if he doesn't doesn't hit that, um, I, th- I think I've heard that he's on a three year contract initially with a potential to go up to eight. I think, um, but you wonder obviously if if he you you wonder how sort of lenient they're going to be with him on on his targets uh, if he if he falls away. Absolutely. Uh, be an interesting start. The fixtures are released Wednesday or Thursday, the seventeenth, I think. Um, it would be really good if we could get a nice, easy start. We said that last season. And I was still, say, we, we did have it. I mean, other yeah. than Man City, we had a pretty comfortable start. We still didn't win any matches. Yeah, <laughs> awful. So, awful. so who knows? Um, but yeah, it would just be nice to spend some money this summer to get some players in, bolster the squad, and have a real go at next season. Whether that will happen or not is anybody's guess. A lot of fans would say unlikely uh, with Mike Ashley at the helm but I I mean the squad needs major surgery Jonas and Ryan Taylor have been released so we may as well start going through things now Ben the squad like you know the squad that McLaren has inherited Mm -hmm. we spent much of last season on the podcast especially pre-season saying this is actually a pretty good this is a top 10 squad now when John Carver took the job Newcastle were 10th after having a poor first very poor start of the season And he reckoned with a good finish eighth, we didn't, <laughs> which you know came to a surprise to absolutely nobody apart from probably John himself. But um, do you think what McLaren has the tools, as Carver would say, to get this team to the top eight and win a cup? Because battling on three fronts, which we've never done, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've battled on one front and struggled mm-hmm. most of the time, was is a pretty serious ask. So just just what's your opinion on on the squad without any additions? I think it's it should have been a top ten. We've we I mean we're as you say, we've always been of the the thought that we're one or two players away from 
sort of potentially being European challenging. So, um, I mean, just on the, the face of it, I think you've got when players are on, on form, playing well, we've we've got the the makings of a, a really decent unit. Um, I mean, the back the back sort of five, I think, is probably the weakest um, sort of group. But even then, we've got the likes of Hydara coming through, who has been a bit unlucky with injuries, but he's a good prospect. Um, when Taylor and Colaccini have been fit together, they've they've looked really solid, and I think that's what's killed us. That we've been having to stick in Williamson when Taylor's been out injured all the time, or he comes back and then Colaccini's banned or got an injury, or whatever. So um, it's been a nightmare just not having having the sort of the the first first choice back four available. Jan Matt was one of the star players last season. I think he it'll be a challenge to keep a hold of him. Um, I think he probably will stick around because. He's only had one year at the club, so I'd be surprised if he moved on that quickly. Um, just because I think we'd would want a lot of money for him, and I'm not sure teams have seen enough of him to sort of have a gamble. I mean, there's sort of I've heard little murmurs that uh, Van Hall was looking at him before we got him. So I mean, and you look at Manu, they don't have a right back, but I think the the amount of money they're going to have to spend this summer probably wouldn't be one of their priorities. So I think we'll probably keep him for a while. Um, I think the midfield in general's pretty solid we've got decent Whoa. got Whoa. decent depth there let's start w- w- one section of the team at a time <laughs> let's just i'll go back on a couple of things like you said go on then. Uh, unless you fancy doing a 40 minute monologue <laughs> <laughs> um right so you said that we've been pretty unlucky with steven taylor and Colaccini not being re- like fit together i think yeah. you can include the solar eclipse the spanish inquisition is <laughs> <laughs> things like more likely to happen than Stephen Taylor go a full season without injury because he's just injury prone. I'm afraid. I mean, yeah. he's, the kid's just not, nope. and, it, and it's always horrific injuries. It's yeah. not like muscle injuries or injuries that you could attribute to bad fitness. He's just injury prone. But the the injury that he missed most of the season, well, after the Sunderland game when he basically headbutted the the post, that's a bit of a freak injury. Yeah, but he did. Did he actually? I don't think he missed a match. I did think he? he did. Yeah. Well, that he obviously went off for that. I think he did. He not. He games snapped his Achilles in the Burnley game, which was, was only like a week later. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair yeah, but I, I take your point. But I, I think the time for the Colaccini, Stephen Taylor, putting those two is like right. These are our first two. I think that oh, yeah. well oh, no. I, I mean, I think I, I'm just saying it, it's uh, the squad at the current in its current status. Um, I think it's it is a top ten team. I think that back four would 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 get in ahead most of the other the teams in the league. That's what the question was. Yeah, it was a question, but I've got to pick you up on what you said. Um, it'd be interesting to know what listeners know. You know, if you want to get involved in the show, just tweet us uh, at TF Weekly Pod or use the hashtag TF Radio Show. Tell us how wrong we are, <laughs> most likely. But it w- we've obviously got the young lad from Forest coming across yeah, uh, the cells, and then Newcastle are actually pretty well stocked for centre backs. Don't know if you can hear that. There's a band practicing next door, so we're going to have to lock ourselves in the Radio Northumberland office. Uh, be a lot of sweating going on, I imagine, as a result. But yeah, if, if you look at the centre backs Newcastle have, you have Paul Dummett, you have Stephen Taylor, Mike Williamson, who hopefully, fingers crossed, is off to Leeds. Is off to Leeds. Poor Leeds fans, eh? what, <laughs> they've already been through enough. <laughs> Could you imagine rocking up at Ellen Road for open day of the season? If you don't watch much Premier League football or you're not very well informed on Newcastle, and you think, oh, we've signed this, you know, 30, 30 oh, appearances pr- last Premier season. League, huh? 
non-stop Premier League centre back. 150 games at Newcastle. Yeah. A lot of wealth, a dearth of experience, a dearth, a wealth of experience. <laughs> and then the slow realization that he's actually rubbish, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll call, you know if, if Leeds had any chance of promotion this season, the sign of Mike Williamson has totally killed that. It's it's not going to be slow realization. It's going to be his <laughs> first touch of like go on Bennett. That was terrible. His second touch will be a clearance. It, it's just going to become uh, quite quite clear straight away that he's uh, he's not up to the standard. Yeah, so you've got you've got those guys, and then obviously the, the old Lee Charlie way of thinking. It's like right, well, Jan Mark played centre back once, so he could fill in there. <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden they've got Lascelles, and like, can you can you see them buying centre backs? Everyone, most Newcastle fans would say we need at, at least yeah, one, they've probably two centre backs. Yeah. But knowing <laughs> them like we do, do you, do it you think be a priority? Yeah, it? do you think it'll happen? Team, they've got. It's got, it's got to be because I just think, as you say, the injury record of the team. I mean, Dummett was out for a lot of it. College, I mean, can I, can it, I just interrupt you and just something that's dawned on me? Like the last centre back that were properly signed, um, <laughs> uh, not including the cells. Uh, do you know who? Can you remember who it was? Last centre back that signed for Newcastle. Go on, Saul Campbell. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That's how long ago it is since <laughs> we've basically on, relied on. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot uh, Yanger and B were B doesn't count because right. he could play centre mid. Um, <laughs> you, you basically had, um, and we hardly ever played in centre back. They've basically relied on Williamson, uh, Colo, mm, Stephen Taylor. Taylor for five years now, <laughs> and we've never been particularly good defensively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Saul Campbell fans, you know, from. Didn't pay, had Perchy as well. Yeah, Perginio P- P- uh, kept kept a clean sheet at who, uh, Liverpool, who, didn't he? Yeah, who who knows who, where he was signed to play? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the rest of the defence, when you say top ten again, Jan Martin Haidara, who I think Haidara is a, a real prospect. He he's got he's got everything. He? He's got yeah. pace. He can beat a man. He puts a wicked ball in the box. He can defend. He's got mm-hmm. a good spring in him. He's learning, obviously, but it's just getting that consistency level. I think. Of and he's another one. Sick note: injured constantly mm. because you know many people well, say going back to the that horrific McManaman, exactly. horror McManaman challenge. Who, who I've also seen linked with NUFC. No thanks. Um, <laughs> but you know, so can you see us strengthening the fullback areas? Is there anyone out there who who you think? He could do a job. Well, uh, Glenn Johnson uh, <laughs> been just released. Uh, f- so, sure our good friend and friend of the show, Pete McDonald's favourite player, Glenn Johnson. Really? Yeah, I think Why? he's got a Glenn Johnson tattoo. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I don't think you would probably bring anyone in to sort of be in a starting role. So maybe if they, they went down the route that they've gone with themselves, I think it's definitely one for the future. Um, you could probably see them getting someone in to sort of as I think would would need cover just because, as you say. We are very sort of uh, light, light on the ground at the full back positions. Um, I, I think you'd probably want another another player brought in, but I mean at this stage, I, I don't know. I think if if you can get, I mean Yamat's going to be starting week in week out. You've you've obviously got Anita and Callback as well who can fill in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, I, I think uh, I'd, I'd hope they'll they'll try and get a, a first sort of a first choice centre back in, just because I think as well Colachini's only getting older. Um, He's, he's sort of many he's people qu- are questioning yeah exactly he's commi- he's, I mean obviously he's a few times he said he wants to go back to Argentina and I think um, just his general he makes he's been making some bad bad errors so I think he probably needs a bit of competition as well just to get yeah. his level back up because at the end of the day he's 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 guaranteed to play when he's when he's fit um, whereas at least if there was a bit more quality I think we we always said the team the season we got fifth we had a decent um sort of squad death where there was a lot of competition for places I mean 
we had the likes of Santon and um, Debushi at the wing backs with Hydora coming through. Um, and obviously we had, I mean, it still was Taylor, Taylor and Colaccini, but yeah. um, that team sort of seemed to have a bit more quality about it. So I think it's just trying to get that back. Kroll actually had Harper behind him who did uh, sort of push him a few times for a start, whereas he's just had no pressure since Harper's left, really, with with Elliot and um, and Jack Anik uh, <laughs> as his, his uh, sort of competition. So I think we'd, I mean, obviously, hopefully this Darlow lad will come in and, and really sort of push push Krull for a start as well. Yeah, I've just had uh, Alfie on Twitter as well tweeting, basically shooting you down for that Stephen Taylor Colaccini shout. Oh, okay. Basically saying the same thing. Stephen Taylor last four matches, he'll probably be like half decent. Did I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying he's obviously he's the best one we've got, and I think he probably there was there's a number of Premier League teams that would take him. I don't know. Like, I think there is. Well, Matt. just look, look at Hull. Steve Bruce would have him in a heartbeat <laughs> along with these other 10 centre-backs he's got in the squad <laughs> for his rotation. Playing as a uh, 4-5-2. Although they're not, no longer in the Premiership, are they? Yeah, so. they're not Premier League. But um, yeah, and I suppose, the full, the, like I said, the worry for the full-backs is to think, right, Paul Dummer can't play left-back. He can't, yeah, but he can't, that, that's no. what they think. Uh, he's a decent centre-back, I think. Like uh, McMartin said in the podcast yesterday, Paul Dummett could be a cracking servant for Newcastle. He might not always get a game, but uh, he seems to love the club. Let's pay him well and let, let's keep him about for 15, mm-hmm. 15 years and he might turn into a really, really good player. Um, he doesn't do a bad job at the moment, I think, at centre-back. I think he's, a, he's yeah. certainly much better than some of the players at Williamson. He should have got, got a lot more games there, shouldn't he? Yeah, totally agree. The Pardew was stuck on him for left-back for some reason, but that's <laughs> Pardew. Uh, the, the bubble will burst Crystal Palace fans don't worry um, <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, not, not if they get Kabai which is uh, the latest name being bandied around ridiculous <laughs> um, I, well, I think we've also had Sai tweet in on, he, he's tweeted us on the actual uh, TF <laughs> Weekly podcast account saying nonsense to your shout as well oh, but right, obviously in, in, a, in a strange spelling a uh, lot of U's in there oh, right, fair um, yeah Sai get yourself back to school Right, so you, you think that the defence is is pretty good, though? If, well, I wouldn't go that... Hang on, you're putting words in my mouth. No, I didn't <laughs> say it's pretty good. I said well, you said it was top 10. It's top 10, yeah, which I think is just a, the quality of the Premier League at the minute. There's, there's not... I mean, you look at the teams that finished in the bottom half last year and you, you question how we didn't finish above them. I mean, the likes of... I mean, look at Sunderland's well, well, back four. You, they're all <laughs> has-beens about 10 years ago. So it's just... Let's I not, don't think there's much quality. Anyway, let's, not, let's not turn into the Magnums and compare ourselves <laughs> to them constantly because you know, this isn't uh, Sunderland Radio, but this is Radio Northumberland where apparently if you speak to Sunderland fans within Northumberland, it's 50-50 down the middle. Try walking with your Sunderland shirt on through Blythe <laughs> on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Or Ashton. Um, but yeah, I mean, so just, just Palace got 10th last year. Stoke, Swansea, Southampton, I know they had a great season, but you've got to think with a bit of a bit of investment, a new manager, we've got to be able to do the likes of this. So, Southampton have got a better, much better defence than we have, but uh, the other ones you said there, I think, the bang average. And you, you, you look at the league table, you're going to have, have Leicester, Vial, Aston Villa, Sunderland, uh, it's a family radio show, West Brom, West Ham with a new manager, Everton. So there is going to be a lot of competition, uh, competition to be kind of the best of the rest, as mm-hmm. you know, seem to be called. But I think we'll move on to the rest of the team, and I think there's definitely scope there because it's such, a, like you say, it's such an average they've, league they've, at the they've moment. They've got, they've got it. I mean, that as, <laughs> it's so frustrating that they, they did away with Santon and Yang and because you put them two yeah. in that team, and then you, you are looking at potential. I mean, obviously. People are sort of split down the middle with Young and Beware because he didn't get his chances. But people say when he did, he didn't really impress. But 
you can't really judge him on a handful of games where yeah. he's bandied around, moved around the, the back four. It's, it's quite and, and with the playing with Williamson a lot of the time. I think it's abundantly obvious that, and I hope this doesn't happen with McLaren. Pardew just did not fancy either of those yeah, players, yeah. and mm-hmm. so to, I mean, you know, the fact that McLaren's been appointed to the board, you'd hope he'd have a bit more say. But it's it's quite obvious, as is the rumor with Riviere, that when Riviere turned up at uh, training ground first day of preseason, Pardew had never heard of him. <laughs> Uh, and to be fair, neither had I, but I'm not a Premier League football manager well, you, paid handsomely you, for it. Especially when your job is to know about the players. Yeah, well, you, you, you'd and think you, you they'd tell him. him. you think yeah. they'd say, Alan, what do you think about this? They could, fair enough, pie him off <laughs> when he's like, no, buy me a proper player. Um, but, well, you, you know. finally admitting it now, you dugger. <laughs> well, I, I like to stick... You know what I was thinking this week, Ben? Me dad is a great judge of a player. Like, really quickly. Like, you can tell if they're any good really, really quickly. Um, that we, uh, he rates Sami Amiobi which I can't understand but <laughs> moving on but I remember do you remember Sibierski yeah and how he, he he picked up this cult following mm-hmm. and I think he played a game at the start of the season under Roder and he scored and everyone was like you know getting all behind him and my dad went I went to my dad Sibierski played well didn't he, he went oh he was alright he's rubbish like <laughs> and I went what do you mean he's rubbish he went he's just rubbish you can tell I went how can you tell he played well he went just he's rubbish and he was yeah. <laughs> so uh, who we're talking about I've totally Younger Beaver Younger and Beaver I think Pardew, you know, doesn't have that ability, and I think I would guess he possibly held it against him. The fact that he was clearly parachuted in, were panicked that transfer window of twelve thirteen was looking at relegation with the Europa League, and he didn't fancy him. But as you say, he's a young international player who have pied off for Mike Williamson. So whatever Crystal Palace fans think of Alan Pardew, just remember he's capable of those decisions. Yeah. Plus, it looks like with Palace's takeover, that Pardew's going to be given. A huge transfer <laughs> budget and responsibility for transfer. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll look forward to seeing how that one turns yeah. out. Um, yeah, def- I think that's the, the defence just about sorted. I'll just kind of clarify. I think we need two centre-backs and two full-backs. Yeah. Like you say... So a whole new back four, basically, <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> we'll ju- just strength and depth. At the moment, we've got plenty, plenty of strength, strength and depth for centre-backs who are rubbish. <laughs> we've got absolutely no one can play a left-back. Cool back and need a don't count. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got absolutely no one that can fill in right back at all. So th- that, ha- that was in jest, by the way, as well. The call back and a comment. They're obviously quite clearly awful. I, I think- mean, that, that's the thing, though. I think, as you say, we need players that can actually play the positions properly. Because, as you say, you look at Dummett, okay, he can stand at left back, but he doesn't know how to play the position. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't, he, does he? You need a full back that know how to get forward, when to get forward, and but are obviously at the same time capable of defending at the back. Um, so, yeah, and I'd. I'd, I'd I don't see it happening. I don't see we're getting four defenders, but I I wouldn't be uh, against that. We've had uh, uh, Cy Campbell supposed to be playing football. I thought rather I than know, tweeting why, in the show, he he's going to play his game. So we'll we'll do it this week. It's uh, think of a player who's played with all of these listed players in the past. It's a Newcastle player. We'll give you sh- uh, clues throughout the show. And the first one is Sholo Amiobi. So think of any Newcastle player who played with Sholo Amiobi. Obviously, just one clue at the moment, so it would be quite hard <laughs> to guess it. Sai, if you pie this, we'll not be happy. <laughs> and leave us hanging on Sholo all show. Um, right, midfield. We've got a lot of midfielders. Wow. I think we can both agree that, you know, if McLaren's got anything about him, he'll start to build a team around Johan Gruffan. Yeah, obviously. Too too long is that is that lad not being given a chance? Obviously, we're joking. How how he's played so many game uh, games in Newcastle. Pete uh, Pete McDonald has come to guess guess on the game for Sai already. Sai Carl Court. Obviously, we can't um, tell you whether that's the right answer or not. So Sai, let us know if Carl Court is the right answer. So uh, Ben Newcastle's midfield. I think um, it's going to be interesting to see because I think obviously Sissoko wanted away. Um, 
whether he goes um, I don't know whether the who would sign a man well, that's the thing that's what I was going to say is I don't know whether he's his second half of the season will have put off any suitors because we're not going to sell him for cheap we've got no yeah. no What's reason to um, and I think he he went missing I think I mean obviously I'll, I'll sort of take a phrase from uh, Mickey who's a big big fan <laughs> of his just his, his sort of um, his effort level and his I suppose his consistency as well is in doubt because he He's great for little patches, and he he'll always do something brilliant in a game where it'll get the the crowd behind behind him. But it's just not it's there. It's too far, few and far between, really. Like I said before, if 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 Sissoko thinks he's going going to move away, who would buy him? Like Newcastle aren't going to sell him for any less than fifteen million. Yeah. Who who needs him? Who wants mm-hmm. him? I mean, Arsenal, Ar- yeah. but Arsenal, are not, you know, everyone keeps on saying like, Arsenal. How many midfielders? The only person there? linking Sissoko to Arsenal is Sissoko himself, yeah. <laughs> which isn't how it works, Musa. Um, <laughs> Although there's reports of Wilshire, because apparently Man City are going after Wilshire, aren't they? I think. I can't see um, it. If if they do, then it's potential scope there. But, but yeah, as, as if I think if Arsenal wanted to buy Musa Sissoko, the chance has, has been there for yeah, them yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at they didn't hang about with Debuchy uh, as soon true. as he was linked. He yeah, was off there. Man. Um, obviously, Kabai was another one who will come on to in a bit. Who was permanently linked with Arsenal? I think I think Arsene Wenger has the measure of Newcastle in that. Which it, you know, these players who have shone brightly, apart from the season we finished fifth, are doing so in a very average team. Yeah, and yeah. you know, apart from Debussy, who who was a really really good player, um, I, you know, I think he's kind of purposely passed up on Kabai and Sissoko. But go on, you've got Sissoko. He's he, let's say he's sticking about the rest of the midfield. Who would he get rid of? Uh, who would I get rid of? Well, obviously. Straight away, Gufran. Um, Why? <laughs> I just think we've got too many uh, hold midfielders. Give the lad a chance. Let him play a few we've games. We've got too, too many DMs uh, <laughs> for him to hold down a spot. Um, I think um, one you were saying you would like to get rid of Anita. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against keeping him just because I think he's he's probably not on a massive contract, so um, he's he provides decent depth. It's just frustrating because he's he's clearly obviously he's, he's got ability. He's been in a Dutch international. He's come through the Ajax uh, youth system, um, where they, they don't produce half bad players. And I think it's just a case of it, the problem is he's obviously found it difficult in the Premier League, where it's physical, much more physical league than he's used to in Holland. Um, but you see the performance he put in against West Ham, and he was brilliant. I don't know why he just hasn't put put in more performances like that because he he showed he's got the the, the sort of the endurance to, to press high and he's he's pretty he's got good endurance um and it's just a case of just repeating that week after week which I think obviously we, we just didn't get get for the, the last 15 or 20 games of the season um so I'd I'd, I'd like to keep Anita around um call back I think was brilliant um you said you don't know whether he would be a starter um in the team now I suppose that depends obviously what formation McLaren's going to come in and play um, I think in a four-four-two, I probably would play him because it gives him the opportunity to get a bit further forward, where he does most of his best stuff. And he's just one of the the best players on the ball. He's he, he's happy to take the ball wherever he is, um, and he's a local lad. I think he he brings a lot to the side. So I'd I wouldn't be against him starting next season. Whether he will, I'll just clarify my comments and I'll, I'll come back to you yeah, and a neat result. But Callback first. I I really like Jack Callback. I think he's excellent. I think his output. What was it? Four or five goals and yeah, seven or eight yeah. assists and in a yeah, it was good in a horrific Newcastle team <laughs> is something to be to to be appreciative of. I just think that if you're a Premier League team at the moment mm-hmm. with Jack Callback kind of the first name on the team sheet, which he is, he's kind of the only consistent player throughout that whole side yeah, pretty yeah. much, apart from Colaccini when he's fit. 
I, I don't think you're going to do too much. And I, like, I know that sounds strange, but I've, I've got nothing against Colback and I like him. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that he needs there needs to be some competition there. I don't want to be starting next season thinking, right, Colback's fit, Colback plays. If he's playing well and the mm-hmm. team's doing well, then yes, that's absolutely fine if, if he gets to start automatically. But, you know... Otherwise, I just think it's a bit of a... It's, it's not a great statement. You'd hope Jack Colbert would be struggling to get into the team because we've bought better players. Mm-hmm. You'd like to see, in an ideal world, that will never happen because he's 30 nearly, um, Jack Colbert and Johan Kabay battling out for a place, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is how is it how it should, should be and how it used to be. Not not like it is these days where we basically have 11 purple players and the rest just kind of fill in. Like you say, James Perch, mm-hmm. who was just brought in to just... <laughs> Just you know, hoping the someone get injured. Yeah, yeah essentially. And on there, uh, who was the, who did you speak about before that? Anita. I actually Anita's performance against West Ham was unbelievable, mm-hmm. all over the place. If he played like that every week, I'd keep him. Yeah. I just, I would just like to have as much of a fresh start as possible for McLaren. Yeah. You don't want players who are tainted by failure in Newcastle United. All Vernon Anita has known in Newcastle is failure, and Heavy, abuse, <laughs> and abuse, <laughs> heavy defeats. Uh, derby defeats uh, cup exits you just kind of want to obviously you can't change the whole squad I would just like to get rid of players like at least Stephen Taylor's experienced some <laughs> some yeah. high moments w- with the club uh, not many like but yeah next ah, that's a, I I'll, I'll just a, it's a fair point stop you there size got a second clue for the game and the second clue is Richard Hughes so a former Newcastle player who's played with both Richard Hughes and Shola Amiobi so Richard Hughes Portsmouth yeah, is it Sol Campbell? I don't know. <laughs> Size at Sol Campbell. <laughs> You'll have to tweet in. Uh, and so Dan, just a second, Daniel Mitchison's tweeted in saying he could really like Amida Anita if he played in the middle consistently. Still, time to him find to come good another year at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I disagree with that. I'd say one more year maybe. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. like when I'm saying get rid of him, it's it's kind of. Uh, it's certainly not start them. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't want to be lining up the first game of next season with <laughs> call back and Anita in midfield too. You'd be worried. I, I don't think. I, I mean, what I'll go back to what I originally said. I think he'd be a decent squad player. And I think at the same time you're saying you want a fresh start, but I think he needs a chance in a, a, a successful side. For him to, yeah, I mean he's he's always been an afterthought anyway, and he's been basically brought in to do the the, utility, the jobs of like another. Where, He's got to be another Graham Carr signing. There's yeah. no way Pardew bought Graham Anita. Yeah. Graham Anita. Graham Anita. Well, Pardew didn't buy him wherever he is. Um, but yeah, he certainly didn't want... I don't think uh, Pardew wanted Vernon Anita. I'll tell you what as well, just a little anecdote. At the charity do I went to where Pardew spoke just before that season, 12-13, which just finished fifth. He spoke a lot of stuff about uh, qualifying from the Champions League. He actually forgot Anita's name. <laughs> he said the new fella from Holland. That tells you how much That's, Pardew knew about Vernon yeah, Anita. go on, Bennett. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, I mean, I just think it, he's a player that... What about what about the two DMs, the Mandy Beads, Chuck Teoti? So Teoti's been around a bit too long, hasn't he? Um, Last year was contract as well, now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be against him sticking around, but I don't think he should be getting anywhere near the team because he's even if he's one of the highest earners. (sighs) Well, that that's the issue, isn't it? Who's gonna? I mean, I don't know whether anyone would come in from really. I mean, obviously, gone on the the days where the top four were apparently sniffed around. That's not going to happen. I don't know with a West Ham or a Stoke or someone or like Palace kind of Palace potentially yeah, yeah. Um, I mean I wouldn't be sorry I mean he's been a, let's give him his dues he was he had some cracking seasons for us in the early days he was always an alright player but the last couple of years just dilly dallying on the ball playing hospital uh, passes he, he fitness as fat, well yeah, injuries yeah he fit, looks so yeah. slow and he's, he's rarely around I mean obviously 
every two years they've got the African Afcon yeah. away on that, which obviously interrupts the, the season massively. So um, I wouldn't be sorry to see him go, but at the same time, I don't know. Bade's a funny one. He he's obviously young and up and coming, um, but again made some big errors last year. Um, I mean, the man new one comes to mind. Why he didn't just put it out? And then he obviously led to the crawl nightmare. But I don't know. I just think he. he he was in and out of the team a bit too much and I don't know that he's shown enough quality to hold down a, a spot but whether we'll be playing defensive mids I mean you probably think we'll need someone yeah. in the midfield uh, obviously guard, guard the back four but um, I mean we'll, you maybe they might leave that to call back in a four four two. I mean I, I don't know Risky but um, uh, My, my yeah. thoughts on Toyota uh, you get what you pay for he cost three three point five million quid. Yeah. He was exceptional first two seasons. He's been rubbish in the what three seasons? Since. Three seasons since. So it's, he's turned out to be a three point five million player. Yeah. I, I'd get rid. Another one who's tainted by failure. Yeah. Um, not for me. As you say as well. I mean, his attitude looks like a chat. I mean, yeah. that the, all the sort of media reports coming We're out wearing an Arsenal shirt. I know yeah. it's I know it's little <laughs> and pathetic, but it's just not good enough. It's was he drink driving at the time? As well, well, <laughs> drinking a bottle of champagne <laughs> out the bottle but I was driving a Land Rover ridiculous I mean it's just you, you can do without that sort of publicity really around this squad so, so especially when he's one of the highest earners like he should be setting a, yeah. an example and, and he's captained the team a few times yeah. and Sai's been back in touch Vice and said Scotland. this former Newcastle player as well as playing with Richard Hughes and Shula Amiobi has played with Andy Griffin twice so it mustn't be Sol Campbell or who was your shout? Yeah, Loa 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 was my shout he's played with Andy Griffin twice Uh who else is so Andy Griffin could be it looks like it's a Portsmouth link doesn't it yeah gotta be uh, obviously it's a bit frustrating because we don't know the answer we can't get it straight <laughs> away but we'll have a think Abid moving on thoughts? I've just said I've just said that I'd probably uh, I think he's I'd be I wouldn't be sorry to see him go but as I say I think we'll be leaving ourselves very um, thin at the ground at the defensive mid sort of holding role um, if we're going to deploy that Um it's it's one of them. I could take him or leave him. I wouldn't be disappointed to see him go. At the same time, I wouldn't be devastated if we kept him. It's just he's a bit. Of, he's he's sort of an average player, isn't he? He shouldn't be getting anywhere near the first team. So, um, I'll yeah. dis- I'll disagree. I, I maybe it's just me. I I rate him really highly. Mm-hmm. I think he's never had a bad game for Newcastle. I think he's. Yeah, the I ki- disagree. <laughs> well, he's, I think he's the kind of player. He, he, he played enough in that terrible run to be. Whoa, whoa! He hardly played. He hardly, he, he had he, enough games. You're talking about in the terrible run. We went to the away derby with Anita and Abid on the bench, mm-hmm. and played uh, Gufran and Jonas in the two holding midfield roles. I think he's he's got a lot of talent. Whenever he's been anywhere on loan, I know it's not the highest level of the Greek league. He's impressed. He's a young lad again. I think if just say it was a, we can't get rid of everyone. <laughs> so oh, if it was I'm a straight. No, no. I'm just saying. So it was a, a straight toss up between. Toyota and a bead, it would be a bead every day yeah, for me, every day of the yeah. week. Uh, that's holding midfield. Should we talk about the flanks? Um, yeah, can do. So we've got, I think it's Marvo still about, obviously. Marvo's due back, yeah. assume he'll be moved on. Um, well, that's the thing. He's got this kind of huge popular status amongst Newcastle fans, which mm. I, I can't see. I mean, he's shown glimpses in what four, I mean, four years at the we're, club we're talking about him as a winger he didn't really ever stick out wide though did he he was one yeah, of those players who always wanted inside, to come yeah. in um, I mean I remember that uh, the Spurs game when we got spanked 4-0 I think where it was him and Ben Arthur on the wings and basically just running on top of each other because <laughs> they were both coming into the inside channel Yeah, yeah. and it was just we had no wit that game and I think he's a luxury player as well he's He's, yeah. he's never really given away a huge amount. He's got he's got a bit of skill and he's got an eye talent. for a pass. Yeah, but he's got he's got ability, but I think it's just 
I don't know about his where he's sort of. Um, yeah, where has he been? I mean, he's been on loan at this mid-table French club. Who he, what he's he's not been a guaranteed starter and he's got about two goals and four yeah, assists. It's like it's n- hardly uh, really. But you know what? We'll have him back because we need players. And he's, he's possibly the kind of player you need to come in, offer something different, or maybe just when we'll have with the inevitable injury crisis hits. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, uh, being back in touch. We've got Gary Cahill. This player's also played with Gary Cahill. Bolton or Villa, maybe. Villa. Gary Cahill. Gary Cahill started at Villa. You play for Villa? He started, came through there. You system, didn't he? Did he? I think so. So who Richard Hughes has like practically only played for Portsmouth. <laughs> that we know of, anyway. That we know of. Andy Griffin played Pompey. Cahill was Bolton or... So you're going to have to give her a clue all the listeners are just going to have to listen and maybe <laughs> speculate on what who Richard Hughes played for. I just googled Richard Hughes and a joggy's come up. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, yeah. So that's Marvo. Uh, Newcastle's favourite son, Gabriel Obertan. Gabby. Um, I think he's had enough opportunities the last couple of years where... He's a frustrating player. He's got a lot, lot of pace about him, um, where he, he could be really dangerous. Um, towards the, when we went on that good run at uh, the start of the season, um, he seemed to be involved a lot in the. I think it was the, the last game. Obviously, scored the winner, um, and he, he's always. I think he, he causes issues, headaches for defenders because he, they know if it, the ball goes past him, they're not going to catch him. But it's just he's just doesn't have a clear. I don't think he's got a football brain. He doesn't really ever sort of. It's as if he's lacking confidence. I suppose that he he's not always looking to take players on. He should just be going down the line every time, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Just trying to use his pace, but he doesn't use he doesn't use it well enough. Um. And he's again, what one of my pet hates for all our wingers, he cannot cross. <laughs> You've also got the fact that he's injury prone. Yeah. Again, two two serious injuries this year. I mean. He flopped massively at Manu. He was a wonder kid at Bordeaux, but got yeah. taken out of that environment before he was what twenty or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's just not—he's just not very good football, unfortunately. And I, I really like his pace because pace is such a rare commodity, mm-hmm. genuine pace in the Premier League, and it scares defenders and I mean, you look at teams sort of so much. The likes of Walcott is your best case scenario, where when he came back on the Arsenal team, he completely the, the turn from a, a team that does fifty passes to do nothing to. 20 passes and then he gets to the end of it and he's just direct that's what you want from people with paces they want to be you need them to be direct and yeah and just over time isn't that <laughs> I think, enough uh size next clue is robbie Keane and fat kev i presume he doesn't mean kevin campbell kevin nolan uh who we've got there who could we think and he's well, got Keane played for spurs he's got pompey for portsmouth for richard hughes, richard hughes. kevin nolan it's really hard sight to do this one there's just two of us here <laughs> Because we'll, we'll have to listen we'll to it and think. I'm, I'm not even thinking of the game. Someone please tweet us. <laughs> Someone tweet us. Which former Newcastle player has played with Robbie Keane, uh, Kevin Nolan, Gary Cahill, Andy Griffin. He played with them twice. Richard Hughes and Shiro Amiobi. Um Did he play for him with uh, Newcastle? Who? So I, uh, Gary, uh, Andy Griffin. <laughs> Gary Cahill at Newcastle. We wish. He's saying he plays for two. All right. Well, tw- I don't know if he played for him twice. Yeah. Was, was Andy Griffin at Newcastle? So who could have played with Robbie Keane? Where's Robbie Keane been? Spurs. Wolves, um, Villa, Wolves, everywhere. Villa? Villa? Yeah, Robbie played for Villa and loaned briefly, yeah, come oh, back right. from the Galaxy. Oh, that might be that then. It was a Gary Cahill. Uh, Villa. No, nah, Gary Cahill wasn't there. This is, this is recently. So I will have no guesses. Or Cahill, obviously, at Chelsea. So look, oh, it's not Lurk. Uh, no, it wouldn't be Denver. No. It Andy Griffin twice. Know, exactly. <laughs> he retired before Denver started playing. <laughs> Right, well, Sai, you'll have to tell so, or, or give us I more clues or, more, or someone tweet in and say who played with these players. 
Obertan's got to go. We've agreed. Uh, who else is in the midfield? What are your thoughts on Remy Cabela? Cabela, um, he needs more tight. He's had one season. He, he flashed, sort of glimpsed his way. He looks like a good player. Um, but I think, he, to be honest, he probably needs a better support and cast around him to really shine. Like shine. I think he's the sort of player who's got a lot of tricks and things, but um, he's sort of he, final balls aren't always the best and doesn't always take the best uh, sort of decisions. But I think if you put a, one or two good players around him, I think De Jong was a big miss. I think yeah. De Jong around him would have been good because he, he looks like he wants to play like little one twos and things, which I think Cabello's looking for. Whereas most of the team just <laughs> that we put out last last year weren't really on the same wavelength. So. Um, I think it's too early to sort of write write him off. Um, I think he's he just he needs to have a big season next year though um, for it to do well. But uh, I think I think he's a, he's a good player. He should be he should be in in around the squad. I think he's been massively unlucky. A lot of Newcastle fans don't like him and say he's too lightweight. Um, obviously, it's, it's rare Newcastle spend twelve or forty million pounds player, so he's undoubtedly been a disappointment. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's the price tag. It's that expectation that comes with it. But he has never claimed to be a winger. I said the first podcast of last season, I said, I hope we haven't signed a creative number 10 slash attacking midfield type player and we do that typical thing that English teams do. Like we did to Hugo Viana, get yourself on that wing. Mm-hmm. Get chalk on your boots. Because he's just not hes not good enough to be a winger. He needs to play in central spaces or needs to be given the freedom to come off the wing but that, into central areas. That's the worry is, do we want a player like that? Are we good enough to have a luxury player? <laughs> like, like We're a top like, 10 Premier League team, according to well, you. <laughs> but that's still... Uh, that's just a reflection on the the, the league. I think um, whether would get the best out of. I mean, what formation are you going to play then? If you're going to play a ten, you, do you want your two two three one back in? I mean, four two three one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you could uh, you couldn't play him in a four four two, so that rules out. Mm-hmm. But certainly a four three three, you could play on on the on a kind of <laughs> wide, but not not wide. You play a four three three. You don't have to people out on the wing. Yeah. Um, you two, know, two, two tens behind I, a nine. Or something. I said this last season. I would play a four, th- a four, three, two, one Christmas tree formation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and have him as one of the two behind With the, the striker. Maybe. So it's, just, it's it's similar to a four three three, isn't it? Yeah, but it just it pulls the it, it narrow, pulls everyone narrow, yeah narrower. Size also given where Roy Keane and Nigel Riokoga would don't know Sai. <laughs> if any if you listen know any Castle player who played with Roy Keane, Nigel Riokoga was Wimbledon and Villa West Ham. It's got to be Villa. It's got to be. Ham. It must was be it a vile link. Yeah. He's played for Villa. You've got Charles and Zogby at Ronnie Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Ronnie Johnson. I might have played for... Oh, didn't Zogby play? He wouldn't have played with Andy Griffin twice, though, would he? Charles nah, and Zogby. maybe not. So, you need to tell me if we're on the right lines. Um, he was wigging anyway, wasn't he? It wasn't... Yeah, uh, with Villa or boycotting this game, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're not already. So, that's. I think we'll both agree that Cabela needs more time. Yeah. I mean, I'm very hopeful. I think he could be an excellent player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, the last game of the season, not the last game of the season, I think it was the Stoke game, 1 1 at home when he played. Um, Stoke based had four players around him all the time. Yeah. Still, obviously, worried. He has the respect of the opposition. I think he can beat a man, which he's he's got. That's a useful commodity to have. Um, he's got he's got some skill where I think he, it's just, as I say, it's just having an end product so once you've beaten that man what to do with it yeah. I don't think his passing was up to scratch he can't really cross um, which is obviously why I think he struggled that wide So, but now nah, I think he deserves a bit more time we'll, we'll see see where, what happens with him definitely you touched on CM Jong briefly it's hard to kind of rate him isn't yeah. it but obviously he's a keeper I mean he he looked he did he just looks like he's got a bit of class about him from the vet, like the two or three games he had where he probably only had about five touches or something but <laughs> the, the goal he scored against um who was it at the end of the season? 
uh, Swansea. Swansea game, yeah. It was uh, that was brilliant. I mean, the way he took that was sort of a very cultured finish. Um, and I think he's just he's another player that's happy to receive the ball in tight areas, which is what you need. You need people to stand up and be counted. And I think he's obviously a Dutch Dutch um, international player, and he's he's got a lot about him. I think if we again, it's a worry that he's been so injury prone. But if we can get him on the field, I think he's he's a really exciting player. Hope so. Uh, be a big deal to have a player of that quality about next season. We're, we're badly missed. I mean, we're down on numbers this season and a manager when <laughs> Carver's in charge. But uh, quality-wise, that you know, we're, we're playing teams like we're playing Spurs at home, and you were looking at the two lineups and just thinking Spurs are nothing special, but they're a country mile ahead of this yeah. uh, ahead of this Newcastle team. I mean, the other players we haven't touched on. I think obviously Sissoko we've not really. Well, he's staying. We would like, like him to like, stay. Yeah, yeah. Where would you employ him though? Because I mean, you right wing, said right wing. Sit him on the wing. Like I think a lot of Newcastle fans are very unhappy when Pardew played in right wing. I think mm-hmm. it's his most productive time there. I think it provides. He, he is actually quite good at providing defensive cover, and him and Yamat could strike a real partnership. He's direct as well. He's direct. Yeah, he runs the pace. players. He doesn't have the. I, I, whether you think it's the heart or put the effort in, I, I, I think it's more a bit of intelligence about his game. He doesn't yeah. have the intelligence to think about where he can affect the game mm-hmm. uh, more positively, and I think put him in a real light right wing, it takes away the choice away yeah, than, than playing him centrally, mm-hmm. or behind the striker like Pardew did, which didn't work. I, uh, no, I think that's a good shot. I mean, as you say, I think it's where he was probably his most productive as well. I mean, I don't think anyone would have been saying that's where he should be playing at the start of the season, but I think as the season panned out, um, I think it showed he showed in enough games when he played in the middle that he's not a centre mid. He's, I think he he wants to do too much. He wants to try and beat players and take players on, and it's harder to do that in the middle of the the park where it's obviously a lot more congested. Whereas at least gets a bit of his space out wide to to knock the ball past past players. And I think as you say, some of our best attacking moments came sort of Yamat and him linking on the right and yeah. and they, they worked really well together so I, th- I think I wouldn't be against that it's not a bad shot Size told us that uh, this former Newcastle player played with Nigel Rio Coca at Vancouver Whitecaps the only Newcastle player I can think of who went to Vancouver was Andy O'Brien so that's my guess I Andy O'Brien fair enough if, if if you say if you put Andy O'Brien playing with Roy Keane and it was for Ireland I will not be happy <laughs> it's supposed to be Blooming <laughs> clubs. clubs only. You've done this before and screwed it over. <laughs> There's just two we're here trying trying to wrap our brains. But I, 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 it's got to be Andy O'Brien. I can't think of any Newcastle player, probably Peter Beardsley. <laughs> but it wouldn't have been him who's played in Vancouver. I think is that if, we, if we've gone through all of the midfield, uh, Sammy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we'll leave it at that then. Yeah. No. It, it, oh, I mean, that bloke's got a new contract. Has he has he signed it? Is he? Oh, he's been out. Who knows? Yeah. Honestly, but the fact he's been offered it. Yeah, it's. I mean, again, he's one of those you know, frustrating players where he he can beat a man. Like he's got a lot of skill, and obviously yeah. he's a young player. He's a sort type of player, as you said with Dummett, that you would should be wanting to stick around and develop and hopefully do something. But um, it, it's it's just he's got no end product again, and he he's really wasteful a lot of the time, and he does he does dilly, like sort of mess about um, on all the time, so. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to bring Sai live onto the show now. Just a second. Sai, you're on air. Hello. You're on air, Sai. You've obviously and called us off. back. And, and, he's, and he's gone. He's gone. So, anyway, moving <laughs> on. Has one bloke ever ruined a radio show as much? Apart from me or you by, doing by it. By his non-attendance. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think there's someone else with... 
not to Aaron's Rolando Aaron's. Oh yeah, That's huge prospect. I was a bit disappointed he didn't get more game time at the under twenties. Mm. So he's just come back from injury, obviously. Another one that Carver didn't seem to fancy. I was just going to say on Sammy quickly. Perhaps what Samuel Mubi could do with is some proper coaching. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Carver and Stone. I mean, Newcastle seem hideously understaffed in the coaching department. Anyway, <laughs> do you think if Samuel Mubi had a really good attacking coach to work with, someone who has uh, had experience in the game and, and could teach him to be more direct, could bulk him up a bit and kind of teach him a few things, yeah, he, yeah. he's probably just been left to his own devices for get, a couple of years. Get Birdsley to go and teach him all. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose uh, there is someone now that could help him. Uh, drop, drop him down to the reserves for a couple <laughs> of years. <laughs> Put him in back they in the they academy. might actually win a game for a change. Right, put him back in the academy for a f- few years. Now, I mean, he's the, the thing is, I suppose, as well, he's, he's still young. I mean, what is he, 22? 20? <laughs> um, he's still got time to develop into something good. I think it's just the fact that he's been thrown in. And I think the problem is people are against him is that he's obviously been been put into the starting lineups where he, he was just ineffectual, I think. Obviously, as I say, he's still a young man. He's He's got time and he's on his uh, side. So I don't think we should necessarily write him off straight away. I mean, if if he's he's cheap and he's obviously a young England homegrown player, um, it's probably not a bad idea to keep him around and just give him another year or two to see. As you say, give him a chance with a decent coach. Like, as I said earlier, McLaren's obviously got a good reputation for uh, being sort of really hands-on on the on the pitch and stuff, and he is a, he's a, a head coach, so hopefully he'll, he might be able to get something out of, out of Sammy. Um, but Aaron's, I think, yeah, it's just, I mean, obviously he's, what, 18? 19 now, yeah. 19. Great um, prospect. He's really good prospect. You just wonder, I mean, obviously there's a few stories coming out about him stalling over the contracts and things yeah. like that. You just worry, is he a bit like a, a Sterling that he's obviously been built up by his, <laughs> his, the people around him? To be I love his, it. He, he's basically Newcastle Sterling, so he's done out, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's played like three games, hasn't Handful played in the World Cup, yeah. hasn't played in the Champions League, yeah. hasn't scored like loads of Premier League goals. But but he's obviously our shining sort of yeah. prospect. It's in that, I mean, obviously it's a very tedious link, but... He's also injury-prone again. The whole squad's injury-prone. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the few players though that could be phenomenal from what we've seen of him. At such a young age, he could be be really good but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see yeah, um, so I, th- I think that's the midfield isn't well M- Gufran isn't even worthy of comment <laughs> um, I think we've already slagged him off anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, up front um, <coughs> excuse me have a cough I think um, obviously there's rumours that apparently we should try to shop as you say um, shop him shop him has he done something wrong well shop him I'd like shop him around apart from uh, alleged you know, multiple <laughs> wives on the, the go wives, or something, yeah. yeah. Poor, poor uh, Miss Newcastle or whatever, being, uh, <laughs> finding out. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, again, he's a player, obviously, that you you would probably want to stick around just because he's he's got, what, 11 goals in something like, was it 4, 15 starts or something? Like when when he rarely, when he played, um, he's, he's generally a good goal threat. Um, and I think he's, he's one of the things we picked up on. He seems to be a good character around the... The dressing room, which I, I don't think you can have enough of, we don't appear to have a particularly strong um, s- sort of dressing room. You want them telling all the young lads if you use two phones for each yeah. woman, <laughs> teach them the tricks. You know yeah. the tricks of the trade. How to get away with two it. separate credit cards make statements go to different addresses. <laughs> um, obviously, we're just joking. We don't uh, condone any kind of that behaviour. But I th- like you say, he's a trier. He never gives less than hundred percent. I just think that's that. I mean, we've all, we've gone on for it so long about how every time we play Sunderland, we seem to have no spirit. Everyone yeah. goes on about a lack of spirit in the games where we're, once we're a goal down, we're done. We're, we're yeah. beaten. Whereas he's one player where you always see whenever we go goal down, he's getting the hold of the ball. He's trying to g everyone up. And I think you need more character. You need more characters around the team. I think um, 
just to sort of instill a bit of confidence, just not let the heads drop down, because I think that's what we did too easy last year, was we'll, we'll go behind and the heads drop, and we don't look like getting back in games, and we've had that. I think that's been one of the, the sort of main features of Padre's sides, is that we never came back from from yeah. going down. Um, so, I'd, I'd, I mean, if, if we got a good offer for him, I'd probably take it, because I think the other players that we've got available, well, I say the other players, Perez, um, has got enough about him. I mean, whether he's, he's not an out-and-out striker, um, no. I think he needs someone to play off. But he's certainly not a left-winger, as John Carvalho yeah. had. Ever, he, he needs to play in a two, but almost sort of dropping in, yeah. being allowed to drop in at the yeah, hole, definitely. I think, where he, he can get a hold of the ball. He's good He's good on the ball, um, and he's got a little bit of skill about him. He got a good first touch, so I think it's just about finding a, a striker to play up front. Um, so, so, and I don't think he particularly, sorry, not so as he say, I don't think they're particularly linked up all that well, to be honest. When they played, I think you could probably get more out of playing Perez with someone else who's got a better first touch. I mean, maybe well, putting De Jong up. Again, I, I, De Jong, you'd think him and De Jong could link up well, but I'd yeah. love to see Cabela and Perez behind, <laughs> just say we don't sign anyone, which is possible. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a midfield three of like Colback, Sissoko on the right of that, and possibly Teote beat someone else. Mm-hmm. Then a front three of uh, Cabela and Perez with De Jong up top. Yeah, be, that would be all right, would wouldn't, wouldn't it? Yeah, you take that. Until we got beat 4 <laughs> 0. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think Perez is the f- 1.5 million pounds. Yeah. Unlike Teode, who it? I said was a three million pound player, this kid's not. Yeah, uh, and I think there's, there's rumours today that we've, we're trying to sign some lad from Deportivo who's very similar to right. him. Um, yeah, so I think he's he's a definite. <laughs> it's not Cisco, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Deportivo. <laughs> who's that now? No, I don't want to speak to him. Oh, Class United. <laughs> yeah, come in, come in. Like, yeah, just remembering Luke A. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call him? Uh, Cisco, like you just yeah. said. Colaccini, not Colaccini, yeah, but obviously uh, he worked out quite well. Now, uh, yeah, so I think uh, just on, on CC quickly, the thing to remember about CC is <laughs> McMartin pointed out yesterday in the podcast. He's thirty now. Yeah. He's got one year left in his contract. He himself, he's got one big move left. He's not going to get a new contract in Newcastle, nah. so he'll probably want. He will probably be pushing for a move. You'd think. I mean. Yeah, yeah. These days, transfer requests don't really seem to happen anymore. Yeah, um, just, unless it's explicit, like Sterling. Mm-hmm. Players seem to come and go, but I think that just leaves uh, Superman, Emmanuel Riviere. <laughs> I think he could be all right. I, honestly, I think he's he's got a lot to his game. He's he's fast. He's just he's just quick enough. He's good in the air. He gets in decent positions. You know, he misses the chances. <laughs> but I would, I would. No one's going to buy him. Nah. No one is going <laughs> to buy right. him. That's the thing. I think we're still. I mean, what? Is he on a long term? You yeah, would think he'd be on a five year contract year, like. as well. That's the thing. I mean, for six million as well, it was a lot of money at the time, but it's something you can write off in a couple of years. I mean, again, he's had one season. As you say, he, he did show enough where he could hold the ball up, and it's just he, obviously we, we want him anywhere near starting, but he's potentially a player that you can bring off the bench to have an impact where you, you need someone to hold the ball up, hold, hold it up up front or something. And I don't know. I mean, it's. I think he deserves a bit of time. I mean, as you say, he did get himself in some cracking positions. Um, it's just a shame his his only goal came when he tried to kick the ball and it hit his other foot and went <laughs> in. But uh, we'll we'll give him another season see see what he does. But yeah, and uh, he has been playing in John Carver's Newcastle team, uh, which again, he, I mean, that's the thing as well. He's isolated a lot. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, even though there's meant to be three players behind him, they were always sort of down the other end of the pitch anyway. So he, I don't think he had enough support. Um, but now nah, I think it'll be he, he, he needs a bit more time I think before we we write him off. Yeah, uh, I think that's everyone. Uh, we've been through the the squad quickly. We've got five minutes left. 
uh, just 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 so you know, listeners, Saikam will never got in touch with the the winner. So Ridiculous. he led one a merry dance. He dropped Caldwell by accident. We put him on the show, and then he hasn't told whether it was Andy O'Brien or not. Andy didn't even show up for the show. Nah, Andy Andy, Andy pied the show for who knows what. Friends of Simon Campbell, I hope you're not offended by this. <laughs> uh, obviously, the, the place to start, Ben, Charlie Austin. Much yeah. linked. In uh, fact, reported by the Mirror. Um, done deal, that's it? a done deal. Yeah. I, th- I think he'd be a brilliant brilliant signing. I think he's got a bit of everything about him. Um, he scores had a goal, so he can obviously hold the ball up. Um, I mean, he scored 18 goals in a QPR team, which was nearly as bad as Newcastle. Well, worse, worse than Newcastle in the end. Um, so, I mean, that's... It shows that he's obviously he's a, he takes his chances when he gets them because he, he wouldn't have been getting many in that team. Um, and I think he's obviously he's, he's a good young uh, relative. I mean, what is he? Twenty five, I think. About twenty five yeah, or twenty six. Yeah, so he's got he's got a good good career still ahead of him. So um, and he, he seems to be fairly polished. I'd, I'd happily see him. I think it'd be a brilliant signing to start things off. Um, definitely get people sort of. I mean, as I say, eighteen goals last year. He's obviously just getting in Britain into the England squad. I think it'd be a good good start to um, of, of the summer if we can get him in. But we'll wait and see on that one. Yes, I suppose the other player link was Saido Berahino. No chance for me. I'd yeah. love to be proved wrong. This is a kid that West Brom was saying they wanted thirty million for yeah, in January from City. I mean, I'd imagine the issue is as he was. He, I think he's refused to sign a new contract. Yeah, there. He's, I think he's a bit of a troublesome player. Yeah. Anyway. They've, they've said he's had some sort of disciplinary problems. Um, with the club, so but he's a young lad. I mean, obviously he's he's <laughs> multi-million pound footballer. I'm sure he'll be straightened out uh, with with a good sort of gentle armor on him. But um, <laughs> I think it's just as you say, it's it would be massive money. I think to get him away because he is so young and obviously he's already proven in the Premier League. So um, I'd, I'd be very surprised if we got him. But again, he'd he'd be in a different player actually because I think he's got a bit of pace about him. Um, it would be interesting to see. I don't think you'd be able. To, I mean, would you be able to play up on his own? I hope not, because I'm sick of wa- <laughs> I'm sick of watching strikers <laughs> toil by themselves, where the rest of the team's like forty yards back. Having having just <laughs> having just said, you want one up front with two behind. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I think he could play like that, but I don't yeah. think he, I don't think you'd have to do a Riviere and play with like Ryan Taylor being the closest. Play it him, <laughs> who was on the edge of Rowan box, <laughs> um, just because he's not tracked his own man as well. Yeah, I think you were doing a bit of research, Ben. What the other uh, transfer targets for Newcastle? I think um, it was Ince, uh, Tom Ince. Oh yeah, uh, was bandied around. I mean that the fact that I think it's us in Derby who are after him um, suggests that he's obviously been a player that McLaren's been watching. Well, he's had he had him um, at Derby. He had him at Derby. Well, yeah, he did, did loan him, didn't he? Um, but I think he, he obviously saw something in that he, he rates. Um, so I mean, he just seems to be a bit one of these players that's his his head's a bit too big for his ability. He thinks he should be already a sort of an established Premier League t- uh, sort of player, whereas he's he's had a few spells with various teams and he's not even really made many appearances. So um, he he obviously was the big the big player at, at Blackpool, but I mean, you just look at Charlie Adam as the sort of similar type of role where he he was brilliant, went to Liverpool and was was awful for them. So. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been okay at Stoke, so you could see in potentially providing something. I mean, again, it's another young English winger. Um, hopefully, if 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 he does come, um, I mean, I wouldn't be against the lad, obviously, but he'd, he'd have uh, he'd have to go something to prove uh, prove the doubters, I think. Yeah, and I suppose we're, we're we're kind of coming to the end of the show now. We've uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Um, you know, uh, 
it's obviously a, 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 it's a both an exciting time for the club and a worrying time because you think if they haven't got this appointment right, if McLaren isn't the man, if we're starting relegation again next season, that's just it for Ashley. There's no way you can realistically have any kind of authority over the club apart from being the owner. It was certainly it for Lee Charnley, mm-hmm. um, who I think you alluded to earlier, or you certainly told me off, off air that uh, very lucky to be in a job. Carver's taken the fall. Thank yeah. God, we're delighted. But <laughs> uh, I, I just think it was that they should have been in hand in hand. I mean, it was the, the two of them. Um, should have been, uh, should have, should have gone for that. I mean, I think at the end of the day, he was the man that put put uh, Carver in the job, knowing full well what what he he was about. Anyway, I mean, he's been at the club a number of years. Uh, Carver, they should have been uh, more than aware that he, he wasn't up to the job. But I think it was just as as we said at the time, I think he just completely disrespected the how difficult the league is. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. Cheers as well, Ben Slack uh, on Twitter for bigging us up. Uh, we're pleased you enjoy the show. Yep. Um, we, knew you, the, we, we knew there'd be one. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back, as always, next Friday. If you want to listen to the show again, you can. So via iTunes from about 9 o'clock tonight. And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. Find us in there and follow us on Twitter at uh, TF Weekly Pod. Thanks for your time, Ben. At least, Cheers, at least someone turned up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy myself, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.